0: Thank you, choir. Great song. Undivided. Undivided. What a powerful message. Well, I want to talk to us today under God's leading this morning, a message entitled, Two Better Than One. Two Better Than One. So if you would, find uh, the book of Ecclesiastes. That's in the Old Testament. book of Ecclesiastes. We'll be reading a few verses from there in just a moment. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, we'll find that it gives us some benefits of relationships. So, no matter what type of relationship uh, we may be in, maybe in a a church relationship, a relationship uh, with husband-wife, boyfriend-girlfriend, Uh, Within a family, friends, even, ladies, a team. I think we'll see great value where two or more are gathered together. Ecclesiastes chapter number 4, find verse 9 and we'll go through verse 12. Now I'm reading from the NLT today. It it reads really nicely. Some of you don't have that translation, but the New Living Translation, I want to share from that today as God leads us. It reads this way, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach down and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Verse 11, likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. The Word of the Lord. Let's pray, Father, as we look into your Word uh, for a few minutes together. I pray, Lord, that you would use these verses, that you would use this message, that you would get me out of the way, that people would see Christ and none other. Lord, speak to our hearts. Show us the message you would have us to learn today. We pray in your name. Amen. So you see, and we find in this passage of Scripture this morning, where Solomon puts before us or shows us advantages and benefits of community, of coming together, of working together. It has been said, and I quote, A man without a companion is like a left hand without the right. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, you know, we can still function without both of our hands. Absolutely. But can you function as well? Absolutely not. So in these verses today, I want us to see both a literal and a spiritual application to the question, how is two better than one? So let's look at that today. First, on your handout, if you have it, hopefully you'll fill in some blanks. Number one, more gets accomplished. More gets accomplished. The New King James Version says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Now, what is Solomon saying there? He's simply saying that when two people work together, they accomplish a lot more than they would if working by themselves. Uh, Brother Terry was talking about the steak, the steak supper coming up. And if any of you have ever been around the steak supper, it is like, I mean, it is is—it is something to behold. And I was thinking about that. I wonder if just one person had all the duty of doing everything that went into the steak supper. It wouldn't work. Because we wouldn't have a dishwasher in Mary Eppie. And we wouldn't have a potato man in Matt. And we wouldn't have steak cookers, people to cook the steak like Ricky and and Mr. Rob and Mr. Glenn and all of you. How would it get done? I think about if we were only one elder in this church, it wouldn't work. I think about, ladies, one basketball player, it wouldn't work. My son called me a few weeks ago one Saturday morning. I'm no car- a carpenter at all. I can't do anything like that. But he said, he said, would you mind coming over here and helping me put up this molding in my house? I said, I'd be glad to. I, I got to thinking about that this week in preparation. Had he had to do that by himself, he would still be working on it because his wife was lying on the couch <laughs> using being pregnant as an excuse for not helping him. <clears throat> She was was a good boss. She told us exactly what to do. Two are better than one. Working together in harmony. And what happens? There's a good reward for it. The scripture says, it says, uh, two people are better than one for they can help each other succeed. And what about in a spiritual sense here? Think of the benefit of, of two people working together to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus sent out his disciples in teams of two, not by themselves. Paul's missionary journey, when he went on his missionary journeys, he didn't go by himself, he went with someone else. An ancient proverb reads this way, and I quote If you want to travel fast, travel alone. If you want to travel far, go together. Boy, that's good. Secondly, two are better than one because there's help, there's support. More gets accomplished, and there's help and there's support. In verse 10, what is Solomon highlighting there for us? He's highlighting the benefit of having a friend as opposed to being alone. Think about it, church, when we've, and we've all been there, when we've had a bad day. Are we, are we been in a difficult situation. Don't we need each other? Don't we need support? Don't we need good, godly advice from someone? And, and we've all said this, it's nice to have someone just to vent to, just to pour our heart out to. In a Calvin and Hobbes cartoon, Calvin gets dressed in his special clothes for school, When he gets to school, he sits down in a big old wad of bubble gum. At recess, he gets beat up by the school bully. He comes in after lunch and he fails his math test. I know that doesn't apply to any of you students. You don't fail anything. I understand that. On the way home, guess what happened? He gets rained on. And at bedtime, he says, you know Hobbes? Some days, even my lucky rocket ship underpants don't help. (laughs) And that might be the case with many today. But what happens when we have a trusted friend? They'll help us. They'll be there for us. When we're down, we we need to be cheered up. When we are persecuted, we, we need to know that there's someone there to share that burden with us. Paul tells us in Galatians 6, 2, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. When there is help and support, a shared burden becomes a lifted burden. True story, while breaking baseball's quote-unquote color barrier... Jackie Robinson faced jeering crowds in every stadium. While playing one day in his home stadium in Brooklyn, he committed an error. His own fans began to ridicule him. He stood at second base, humiliated, while the fans jeered. Then shortstop Pee Wee Reese came over and stood next to him. He put his arm around Jackie and faced the crowd. The fans grew quiet. Robinson later said, that arm around his shoulder saved his career. Two are better than one. It's not all support. It's not all encouragement. But two are better than one because being a part of a friendship gives us people to rejoice with. What do you do when something good happens? You don't keep it to yourself. You share it with someone. It's more exciting that way to share it with someone. And being a part of a loving friendship gives us that sense of enjoyment that cannot happen when we're alone. Mark Twain says this, to get the full value out of joy, you must have someone to divide it with. I truly believe, and I hope you do. Ken. That people desire interaction with other people. When, When I look at people, I see a lot of times they're hungering for some type of fellowship. Have you been there before? I read a story about a sweet little old lady, and it's told like this. Every week she would wait in line at the post office to buy two stamps. One day, as she stood at the counter, the postal worker told her, you know you don't have to wait in line to buy stamps. You can get them from the machine over there in books of 20. The little old lady responded this way, Yes, I know, but the machine doesn't ask about my arthritis. People long to be connected. We are in a connectional denomination, the EPC. We're to be connected with other people, other churches, if you will. What happened to Adam after he was created? Genesis 2.18 says, It is not good for man to be alone. You see, I think it would be very difficult for us to get away from the fact that God created a sense of of community within the believer. Two are better than one without each other. Number three on your handout, what a pity. What a pity. Verse 10. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Would you believe it that there are people in our world today that, that say they like be alone, who, who say they, they, they don't want to have any friends. Have you ever thought or wondered why? I thought about this week. Maybe it's just a simple sense of pride. I don't want to answer to anyone. I want to do things my way. Maybe selfishness. I, I don't want to share with anyone. Maybe a lack of trust. Well, you people have let me down and people have disappointed me and betrayed me so much. I feel like I'm the only person I can trust. I'll do it alone. Many may be somewhat comfortable being alone, but it tells us that that's not healthy. Henry Cloud wrote a book entitled How People Grow. And he says this, Virtually every emotional and psychological problem from addictions to, de- to depression has alienation or emotional isolation at its core or close to it. Recovery from these problems involves, get this, helping people get more connected to each other at deeper and healthier levels than they are. You see, we need each other. You see, we need each other. Did you understand what I just said? We need each other, whether you think you do or not. We need each other. Here's something for us to ponder. Nobody is a whole team. Each one is a player. But take away one player, and the game is forfeited. Nobody is a whole orchestra. Each one is a musician. But take away one musician, and the symphony is incomplete. You guessed it. We need each other. You need someone and someone needs you. Isolated islands we're not. To take this thing called to make this thing called life work, we got to lean and support and relate and respond and give and take and confess and forgive and release and rely. Since none of us is a whole WHOLE Independent, self-sufficient, superb, capable, all-powerful, hotshot. Let's quit quit acting like we are. Life's lonely enough without our playing that silly role. The game's over. Let's link up. Chuck Swindoll. Fourthly, to a better than one, because we can stay warm. Verse, one, verse 11 says that. We can stay warm. But let's put a spiritual application to that. By that I mean this, that a friend can help us stay warm spiritually, on fire for the Lord, doing the right things. Do you have an accountability partner, somebody that will tell you when you mess up? Well, I got told this morning I got the wrong date on Valentine's Day. And I was corrected. every single one of you did. Corrected me. But in a bigger sense, in our Christian walk, when we need correct, we need an accountability partner. We need that encourage encouragement. You know, I don't know about you, but it's motivating to me. It's motivating when there's someone in my life encouraging, pushing, sharpening me. You feel that way? Proverbs 17:17 17, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. Two are better than one. Because it keeps us sharp. Henry Ford once said this, My best friend is the one who brings out the best in me. So the best kind of friends are the ones who challenge us, are the ones who rebuke, inspire, motivate us to be the best follower of Christ we can be. And lastly this morning, two are better than one, proving, proving there is strength in numbers. Verse 12. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Solomon goes from one to two to three. So look at it this way. You, God, and someone else. You, God, someone else. Hey, you see where God is? He's in the middle. He's in the middle. That's what's keeping it together. You, God, and someone else. Let me close it this way. Stu Weber writes of his experience at United States Army Ranger Training School. They were running in full field uniform, loaded packs, helmets, boots, and rifles, the works, 70 pounds, as usual, the word was, get this church, get this team, you go out together, you stick together, you come home together. Miles they ran, then more miles, over hills through brush and pine. Somewhere along the way, uh, through a fog of pain, thirst and fatigue, Weber realized something was wrong. Two rows ahead, one of the guys was out of sync, a big redhead named Sanderson. His legs were pumping, but he was way out of step with the rest. Then his head began to roll from side to side. The guy was close to losing it. Without missing a step, the ranger on Sanderson's right reached over and took the man's rifle. Now now one of the rangers was packing two weapons, his own and Sanderson's. The big redhead did better for a while. The The platoon kept moving. But when his head began to sway again, This time, the ranger on the left reaches over, removed Sanderson's helmet, tucked it under his arm, and continued to run. All systems go. Boots thudded along the trail. Sanderson was hurting. He was buckling, going down. But two soldiers behind him lifted the pack off his back, each taking a shoulder strap in his free hand. Sanderson gathered his strength, squared his shoulders, And the platoon continued on all the way to the finish line. They left together, they worked together, and they finished together. Strength in numbers. Midway, strength in numbers. Midway, we need each other. That person to your left, that person to your right, that person in front of you, that person behind you. We need each other. Lady Wolverines, strength in numbers. Understand what I'm saying? Strength in numbers. You need each other. Let's learn, if we haven't already, to love and care for one another. Pray with me. Father, it's been a beautiful day and we thank you for it. I thank you, Lord, for each one here today. And I pray, God, that as this message was first for me, I pray, God, that it has been a message that has struck a chord in each of our hearts and minds and souls and being. Lord, a simple passage of Scripture Yet a very profound passage of Scripture that applies to each and every one of us in this room. God, I stand before you saying, God, I need you. God, I stand before this congregation today saying to them, I need you. And I pray in return that we can all say that we need each other. Thank you, God, for this message today. Speak to us in this time of decision, in this time of commitment, in this time of recommitment. I pray in your name. Amen.